And I'm Grace. And this is what we wish people knew. Welcome to this week's episode of What I Wish People Knew about ways anxiety tricks your thinking. Today we're going to talk about some of the common tricks anxiety likes to play on your thinking. Since there are about 10 ways anxiety tricks your thinking, we will be breaking this up into two episodes. In psychology or the counseling profession, this is called cognitive distortions. It's a term most often used in cognitive behavior therapy. So anxiety can trick your thinking in ways that usually lead to negative emotional responses. What sucks is that everyone does this at times, but people who have anxiety or other mental health issues have a higher risk of experiencing them at a level that gets in the way of life. So let's go through a few of the most common thinking tricks. The first is black and white thinking. It can also be called all or nothing thinking. So black and white thinking refers to our tendency to group things into absolutes such as always or never. An example of this is if a person does not do well on a job interview, they automatically assume I will never get a job. When people don't do something perfectly to their someone else's standards, they automatically assume that they have failed. This is an interpretation of the event that certainly does not feel good. When people engage in this thinking error, it becomes a lot harder to notice the benefits of any effort that you did put in. Even if you only do a part of what you had planned to, it is still better than not doing it at all. For example, if you planned on meditating for 10 minutes, seven days a week, and you only got to five minutes, two days of the week, you still got in two days of meditating. And it's not like those two days of meditating no longer count because you had planned on something else. So the second way anxiety tricks your thinking is through mental filtering. Mental filtering makes you see the world in a distorted way. This happens when you filter out all the positive aspects of a situation and only take in what supports the negative feelings that you already have. Mental filtering tricks you into thinking that you are being logical but you're only seeing the negative evidence and basing your emotional reactions on this perspective. So, for example, let's say you had a discussion with your significant other about your anxiety and during the course of the discussion, they started crying. That might be upsetting to you and you could then jump to conclusions like, I'm such a burden, I never should have talked about this. You may even think the whole conversation was a waste of time and that their day is going to be ruined. But there are many positive aspects of the situation that you are filtering out. First off, the person you are talking to actually took the time to talk to you instead of just avoiding you or blowing you off. That's a good thing. Crying can also be a sign that they are actually recognizing the weight of what you are talking about and not assuming that you are being emotional or dramatic. The third way anxiety tricks your thinking is through mind reading. This one is pretty common for people who experience anxiety. Mind reading happens when you think or assume that you know exactly what someone is thinking without even asking them. You assume that you know the motives and intentions behind their actions. You're not a superhero like Professor Xavier Phoenix who can read minds, and yes, I did just reference X-Men because it's cool, but people still cannot read minds. An example is to make an assumption that you know exactly what your significant other is thinking 
and to make conclusions about it despite not knowing what's really going on. For example, your significant other seems distant when they come home from work. They aren't making eye contact with you, not as talkative as usual, and may not be as affectionate. If you were to engage in mind reading, you might assume that your significant other doesn't love you anymore or doesn't care how your day went. But in reality, they might have just had something terrible happen while at work and is still processing what went on. They're not wanting to bring you into the situation to make whatever happened at work feel even worse. Your feeling that they are uninterested in you is just an assumption. You don't know that for sure. If you knew what was really going on, you might not feel unloved, but rather concerned about their work life. You wouldn't be feeling as negative and offended as you would if you were mind reading. So, the fourth way anxiety tricks your thinking is through catastrophizing. Catastrophizing happens when you take a small piece of negative information and blow it out of proportion into something way worse than it actually is. This is another common way anxiety tricks your thinking. Here's an example. Your job is having a potluck and you are asked to bake cookies. You have done this before, but for some reason you want to make a good impression on your coworkers and boss, so you overanalyze which type of cookie you should make. You spend so much time thinking about it that you never make it to the store before they close to get the ingredients for the perfect sugar cookie. Someone who is catastrophizing might say, fuck it, I just can't buy cookies in the morning from 7-Eleven. I'm just not going to go to work tomorrow. I'm such a failure. Why can't I get anything right? They would just assume that people are going to notice and be upset about not having the perfect sugar cookie and that no one will be understanding. Catastrophizing involves a downward spiral. It starts with something simple like sugar cookie, but by the end of your thoughts, you're so angry at yourself because you can never live up to either your expectation or someone else's expectations. The fifth way that anxiety tricks your thinking is through emotional reasoning. Emotional reasoning is our tendency to believe that just because we feel something, it must be true. Here's an example. I feel like I have a bad friend. Oh no, I feel like I am a bad friend. And therefore, I must be a bad friend. Sometimes this is based on behaviors in their friend, and other times it's a projection of our own negative feelings about ourselves. However, the feeling of certainty that comes along with emotional reasoning might cause that friend to act negatively towards the other, which can actually create an issue in the relationship where there was not one already. When you feel emotionally anxious, your reality is being altered based off of the anxiety. You are more likely to interpret events as dangerous or threatening, and that's why it's important to be able to regulate your body. Deep breathing can really help with this. So those are the five uh, ways that anxiety tricks your thinking. Next time we will talk about the other five. Um, so last week our self-care challenge was to write a positive affirmation about something that we wanted to change in our lives. Uh, Grace, how did that go for you? You know, I actually did put a sticky note on my bathroom mirror. Um, I'm kind of a person that fusses and like, does this outfit look okay? Should I change this? I don't like this. Um, and I take forever to get ready in the morning. So I just put like a little positive thing of um, like take a deep breath, you got this on the mirror. Um, just reminding myself that I'm the only one who is focusing so much on that and um, I should just not let it 
start my day off on the wrong foot. Um, so yeah, it was nice. Did you did you do it, Sarah? I did it, but in a different way. Okay. So like, I have a positive affirmation of something related to um, building a private practice on my cell phone. Like okay. it's uh, sometimes I'll have it as my home screen or my lock screen, okay. and it just reminds me that you know I can do this and that I'm I'm capable of mm-hmm. of building a private practice. Um, and that it's okay that despite any negative things that happen, it's a good reminder to just keep me centered. Yeah. That's a really great idea to put it on your lock screen of your phone because how often do you just check the time or when you're stressed answering emails, you see it right there. That's kind of a good place for it. Yeah. It's kind of cool, it's right? a good idea. Yeah. Awesome. So for this week's self-care challenge... Go back through this episode and write down the thinking errors that you do on a regular basis using a journal or a notes app in your phone. Then track them. Write down each situation that causes you to engage in one of these thinking errors. Just use this exercise as a way to become more aware of your own thinking patterns because awareness is key. Um, And then we will talk about how it went for us next week. So stay tuned to our next episode where we will discuss some more ways that anxiety tricks your thinking. Thank you.